0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by James Capps. James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. How have you been this past week?
1: Yeah, very good, thank you. A duck at the cricket on Sunday did threaten to derail my week, but the has rescued things from me in the evening, so all good
0: here. Glad to hear. And last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, I hope all is well. And how have you been these past seven days?
2: Yeah, really good. Thank you. And of course, you know, really looking forward to the Premier League being back. We, of course, did have some football uh, this week as well with the Championship being back. We saw Burnley having the lion's share of possession and it was obviously very strange to see them playing a real expansive uh, brand of football. So that was very strange to see. But yeah, obviously great to have football back and be in the Championship. See the Premier League this week, and uh, yeah, the Premier League gets off to a really interesting start with that Friday night game with Arsenal and Palace. I think that's going to be a really exciting one. So yeah, really looking forward to it.
0: Same here, and of course, we're going to cover that Palace game and a lot more in the show in just a moment. That's all the intros out of the way, so let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with FreeBets.com. Your best place for offers, tips, and insight. And, from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the podcast hashtag, and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. Okay, where should we start first? Let's start with that opening game of the new Premier League season. As Crystal Palace play host to Arsenal, and with the Eagles soaring to a 3-0 win at Selhurst Park when they last met last season, James, do you think we'll get anything near that score this time around? Uh, This
1: is a tough one to open the season up as far as punting goes, I think. Questions will be asked of this Palace side without Conor Gallagher, of course, and although Arsenal have shown flashes in pre-season and brought in some impressive signings, time will tell whether they gel amid the hustle and bustle of Premier League football, shall we say. Actually, see, it being a pretty tight game, Arsenal for the most part were pretty steady defensively last year, while Palace had the second-best home defensive record in the division last season, with just 17 conceded in 19 games at Selhurst Park. So with all those things in mind, I think we'll see a lack of goals under 2.5, I think has a chance at 10-11, to 11, and I think these two perhaps be happy with a point apiece to kick their seasons off. So a draw is my selection here in the match resort market at a best price 29-10. to 10.
0: Wow, that's a good start for us punters, but Jamie, Arsenal have looked particularly sharp in pre-season, none more so than their 6-0 win over Sevilla last weekend. Gabriel Jesus scored a hat-trick in that one. What price will you give me on an anytime goal from him on Friday?
2: Yeah I mean look it was only a pre-season match but I think it was just a good sign for Arsenal that they were able to score so many goals I think when you win that emphatically I think that that is a real good sign and you know Jesus obviously got off to a great start he's looked really good in pre-season he's got seven goals um, during during those, those, those couple of matches um, but yeah he's, you know he's seven to five to score any time he's also nine to two to score first which I also think is a good shout but I really can see him scoring in this one. I think seven to five is, you know, almost nailed on. I really, really think he will score in this one. I just think he looks so good in pre-season. And I think he's a guy, Mikel Arteta knows. I think he's a guy who's going to come into the Arsenal team and will fit in straight away. We all know he's a guy who, who knows this league very well. So I see no problems in him kind of coming into this Arsenal team and really firing straight away. So, yeah, I do like the look of him definitely scoring this one and even scoring first at nine two, I think a decent shout as well.
0: Of course Crystal Palace have been busy themselves in the summer transfer market and Patrick Vieira will be keen to build on what is a impressive first season in South London. With that in mind James, are there any new faces that catch your eye from a Friday betting perspective?
1: Um not many immediately jump out at I me mean, as far as a short-term bet goes, although as the season goes on, perhaps Malcolm Ebbio will get more match time and he could be a good value pick to pop up with a goal or assist down the line. He's only 18. He was signed for next to nothing from Derby over the summer where he really excelled in a struggling team. He's also done well out wide in pre-season, so he may get his chance, although he has some fierce competition for places on the wings. But he may have to be patient,
0: but he's one to keep an eye on for sure. We shouldn't forget though that Arsenal were caught cold on the opening night of last season as Brentford earned a historic victory in the Premier League. Jamie, if you were to look at the half-time, full-time market, what is grabbing your attention here?
2: Yeah, well, I think using a fixture like this with Arsenal, I'd almost certainly always go against them. I think last year I, I was in my long shot. I went for Newcastle to win, you know, that game on the, the Monday evening, which of course they did win and, um, you know, that ended, ended their chances of Champions League. But... Um, you know, again, with, with kind of all the all the things that all the factors that you you look at in this game, you know, of course, under lights at Sellers Park, obviously the only game of the evening, it's the first Premier League game of the season. Obviously, the pressure's on Arsenal. You know, you'd usually kind of go against Arsenal here, but really, I think with this one, I just think they look so strong at the moment. Um, I, as I said, I think with. The way they ended last year, I I kind of really feared the worst of them in terms of maybe they would fall off a bit under Arteta. But I think they've had a a really good window. They've been really positive this summer. So I think they're going to have a really strong season. And I do back them to get off to a strong start. So, again, I think this will be a tough game. I think Palace, I mentioned on the last podcast, I think they're a a, a team even that are going to have a strong season as well. So this is not going to be an easy one. So I'm going to go for a half-time draw um, and then an Arsenal win at full-time. Um, and I think that's a fairly strong shout at four to one. So that that would probably be my pick. Uh, half-time draw and Arsenal win at full time for this one.
0: I'd agree with that, actually. Arsenal do seem to get stronger in the second half. They are the kings of the draw at half-time win in the second. So especially away from home at four to one, I think that's a great price. But let's move on to Saturday now. Saturday lunchtime in particular. Fulham play host to Liverpool, James. There's not much in the way of value for the Reds to come out on top. Not roughly one to four on at the time of recording. Would you stay clear of this or is this at least a bit of accumulator fodder for the weekend?
1: Mm, Yeah, you're probably going to have to be creative if you want to squeeze some value out of Liverpool this weekend. I certainly won't be sniffing at one to four, especially on the opening day when it's just those extra few variables at play that could affect performances. I do think they'll beat Fulham there. I can't see... The Cottagers pulling up any trees this season and the winter nil appeals to me at 5-4. to four. four of Liverpool's last six Premier League away wins have come with clean sheets and I reckon the host will struggle to find the way past a supremely robust defence in what is a real baptism of fire for Marco Silva's side.
0: Now, of course, Jamie, Liverpool won the Community Shield last Saturday. Do you think that gives them the perfect springboard for a trip to Fulham or will the promoted side have something to prove this Saturday?
2: Yeah, I think with this one, I just kind of see no way in which Fulham are going to get anything from this one. Um, you do mention there, of course, they looked really good. Liverpool in that in that Community Shield win, um, and potentially, you know, they, they might silence a lot of critics this year, including myself. I think a lot of people kind of said that they might drop off this year. Obviously, you're saying that Spurs might might leapfrog them, but they did look really really good against Manchester City. So, you know, maybe one where they do, um, as I said, silence a lot of critics, but. Yeah, I, I think this one's going to be a pretty emphatic victory for Liverpool. I, I think we'll, I'll mention them later on in terms of how I think this game exactly how I think this game will go, but yeah, I think Marco Silva's side I think they'll be maybe looking at other fixtures. Of course they've got some more favorable games uh, coming up soon with the likes of Wolves and Brentford, so they might have one eye on that on those games. Um, and I think this one is probably one they'll write off because I think that Liverpool will emphatically win this one.
0: Now James, a huge issue for Fulham two seasons ago was a lack of goals. If they can harness the momentum of Aleksandr Mitrovic last season, they may have a chance of staying up. The big question here is, does the Serbian have a chance of scoring this weekend?
1: Well, I don't see why not. He had a superb scoring record last season in front of goal, so he'll fancy his chances of scoring against anyone. He was regularly odds-on in the any-time scorer markets at championship level. And punters may be tempted by odds of nearly 3-1 to one for him to bag any time here. But I'll likely swerve it this time around. I think the Reds will just be too strong in all departments this weekend.
0: Well, Jamie, if you're looking at the over-under by the River Thames, what bet would take your fancy in this
2: one? Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go for lots of goals for this sure. one. I'm going to go for over 3.5 goals at 13 to 10. Um, as I said, I think Liverpool, they are going to win um, emphatically. Um, they'll, of course, be coming off that Manchester City game full of confidence. Um, they're full of goals as well. When, you know, It doesn't really need to be said, but the, with the likes of Salah, Trent, Nunes and, and Diaz, yeah. I think there's so many options for them to get goals so as I said there will be lots of goals for this one so I'm going to go for over 3.5 goals at 13 to 10.
0: Which could be bad news for Bert Leno who's just joined Fulham he might be picking a few balls out of the net come the weekend but for that we'll have to wait and see because now we're going bet building for the first time this season as Everton play host to Chelsea on Saturday and once again we're going to try and construct an early season winner so James as always you go first and as always you get the anytime goal scorer what have you got for me?
1: Not an easy one to pick a goal scorer from, especially when you haven't got Sadio Mane to pick from this weekend. But I'm going to go for Mason Mount at 3-1. to one. He's a steady goal scorer these days and should be set for another good season at Stamford Bridge. We've also got the World Cup just around the corner, so
2: he'll be keen to get up and running quickly, I think.
0: Fantastic. And Jamie, as per, if you could go with the over-under on the goals, please.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think with this one, I can see a bit of an upset. Um, I do think there will be a low. This one will w- will be low scoring, though. Um, I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals for this one. As I said, I'll-, I'll mention a bit later in the podcast. I can see there being a bit of an upset here, though.
0: Oh, I feel Jamie's going to upset the apple cart with that pick, and I am going to go for corners. And I'll go with let's have a think. Opening day, bad defenses. I think that there could be as many as. 10 corners. So I'll go under 11 corners on that one. Okay then just to recap we've got Mason Mount to score any time. We've got under 2.5 goals. We've also got under 11 corners. All that in the pot. Let's say a tenner to start the season. A tenner bet. Odds of 17 to 2 which means if that comes in you get £95 to start the season. What a bankroll that would be and hopefully our first bet builder of the season gets over the line. Okay, let's talk about the game itself now. James, our good friends Everton have seemingly become a Burnley tribute act in the past week or so. Will that be enough to foil the Blues on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I don't give them a huge deal of hope of beating Chelsea, but I don't think getting a draw is completely out of the equation. This is a visiting side that head into the game without a top draw striker in the ranks, although... Many would argue that they don't need one with the way Everton have defended in pre-season and at the back end of the last campaign. I think both sides like a little bit of spark at the moment. I'm not all that excited about Chelsea this season and Everton likely to struggle once again. If I was pressed for a prediction, I think Chelsea probably nick it by a single goal, but it's a fixture I'll probably be avoiding as far as the bet goes this weekend.
0: Well, Jamie, we discussed Chelsea in some detail in last week's show, but how do you see them faring on their trip to Merseyside this weekend? What is the tale of the betting tape in this
2: one? Yeah, look, as I mentioned, I, th- I think Everton can get something from this one. I-, I do actually quite like some of the business they have done so far. I really like the- I really like James Tarkovsky, um, Dwight McNeil, I also think a good signing as well. I think those are two players who could come in and, you know, certainly where Everton are at at the moment, I think they will add a lot to that team. Um, of course, you know, with-, with a positive end to the season last year, obviously they wouldn't have wanted to be fighting for survival, but they in the end they did end up... You know achieving what they wanted to do, so I think with a good end of the season, of course, with the game being at Goodison Park as well, I think they'll be well up for it with the new season. So I can cut, and and especially a 5:30 kickoff, I just think there will be a slight upset here, and I, I do like the look of a draw um, at three to one. Also, a one-all draw is something I do like the look of very much. So at seven to one, that's something that I definitely fancy. But just on Chelsea as well, I think Thomas Tuchel he's spoken about how you know his side aren't maybe aren't quite ready for the for the new season. We've seen you know. In terms of their transfer business, you know they've only brought in really Raheem Sterling and Koulibaly so far. And I think they needed a lot more. And, and James made the point that you know maybe there's not a lot to be excited about Chelsea this season. So um, as I said, I do see an upset here, and I do like the look of a draw here.
0: Now next up, we go to Sunday and the London Stadium as West Ham play host to Manchester City. Could David Moyes' James serve up the biggest shock of all? What do you make of odds of eight to one for the Hammers to come out on top this weekend?
1: Well, that price won't be short sure of takers, that's for sure. West Ham gave City a real fright in their two-two draw at the back end of last season, and should really have won the game. While they beat City on penalties at home in the League Cup last October, and throwing into the mix City's rather lacklustre display against Liverpool last week, and all of a sudden you have a decent value bet. I'm tempted to bring out the, uh, you know, double chance klaxon yes. Martinelli this season for this one. So you can get five to two for West Ham all draw, which could be a decent price by Sunday night. But again, this is one of many very tricky
0: fixtures to predict on opening weekend. The klaxon has been pressed for the first time this season. It is official. But of course, Jamie, the focus is going to be on Erling Haaland this weekend. He fluffed his lines last weekend in the Community Shield. Is 12-5 to too simple a bet for the Norwegians to open the scoring against West Ham?
2: Yeah, I think, I think we've made quite clear on the last two podcasts that I think Haaland, he's not going to be quite as emphatic as everyone thinks he's going to be. Of course, that Community Shield uh, match certainly. Maybe back that up slightly, but... Do you know what? I think I think with this one, I, I do fancy him definitely getting on the score sheet. I look at maybe the goal scorers that are on offer, um, and I think he's probably the most likely one. So I, th- I think those odds for him to score first are, are pretty good value. I think West Ham, you know, maybe they're not in the best shape at the moment. Obviously, just lost one of their new signings to injury. So defensively, they are a bit... Uh, light at the moment so yeah I I think Haaland scoring first is actually probably a quite good shout for this one Um, of course we we saw with Lukaku last year he got off to a really good start maybe tailed off a bit I just think we'll see a similar kind of um, you know uh, way way of going about for Erling Haaland as well so I think he'll make a strong start for this one and uh, yeah I like the look of him scoring first in this one.
0: Now, obviously, James, we have nothing in the way of a form guide for this or any other Premier League game this weekend. So in terms of the London Stadium, it is a blank canvas. But what markets take your fancy in this one?
1: Well, a look at the recent meetings between the two suggests we should get some goals. The last four meetings have seen both sides score and you can get that once again here at the tick below even money. And City can occasionally be slow starters in games and West Ham have been ahead at half time in both the last two meetings. So throw a bit of value in there. I'm going to go for West Ham to be leading at the break,
0: which looks well worth a punt here at 13 to 2. He's thrown the cat amongst the pigeons. But, Jamie, what do you make of the arrival of Gianluca Scamacca to West Ham? Is this going to add another element to the Hammers' firepower up top? Is this a good move, in your opinion?
2: Yeah, I think on paper, this is an excellent signing for West Ham. I think we all know that they're desperately needing another striker with Michel Antonio, you know, being their only striker last season. Um, and, of course, he's very, he was very highly rated in Italy. He had a great season last year, got 16 league goals in Serie A of course he's only 23 years old and you know he's a guy who many many top clubs are chasing i think PSG were a club who pushed very hard for a deal they didn't get it done in the end and of course West Ham were the ones who managed to get him um, but i think with this one it's kind of a case where it could go either way really i mean it we you know can he continue that form from last season and can he settle in the premier league so it's a very difficult one to call as i said on paper you know he he is a really good signing with given all the factors he had a great year last year but you just never know whether a player can come and replicate that form in the Premier League. So, as I said, on paper, a great signing. But uh, I think we'll have to wait and see with this one when, whether we'll actually be able to deliver.
0: Right, it's time for our long shot, Akin out. As always, we go anywhere in the world at odds between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. We were so close to getting a winner last week, but Burnley turned into Brazil. So, unfortunately, we were scuppered there. But, Jamie, let's not be foiled. Let's go again. You're first up this week. What have you got for me?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I mentioned it earlier. It's, I'm going to have to stick with that Everton-Chelsea game. I just like the look of it too much. I think under the lights at Goodison Park, I think they're going to be well up for this one. And as I said, I think they've got every chance of taking advantage of a Chelsea side who are struggling at the moment. I think they won this fixture last year towards the end of the season. So um, I, th- I don't think they'll win it this time around, but I can definitely see a draw. And as I said, um, I'm going to go for an Everton draw against Chelsea at 3-1. to one.
0: And James, what have you got up your sleeve this weekend?
2: Yep. I'm going to take a trip to
1: the south coast for Bournemouth v Villa. August is always the best time to go to Bournemouth, isn't it? And I really like the signing Stephen Gerald has made over at Villa Park. I think they're going to be strong at the back this year. And I actually worry about where Bournemouth's goals are going to come from. So an away win to nil here is my long shot pick of the weekend. You can get that at a pretty juicy
0: five to two. It is very juicy for the Cherries. Now, Nottingham Forest, nine to two I'm going to go for, for them to win at Newcastle. The reason why? I'm just not getting this Newcastle hype. I mentioned last week, I feel there's a bit too much pressure now on Eddie Howe. Forrest are going to have a point to prove. They've got a lot of new signings. Sometimes that can derail a team rather than enhance it. But the players that Forrest have brought in look good Dean Henderson, Jesse Lingard, for just two examples. And I think they've got a point to prove at the weekend. And I feel they're going to catch Newcastle on the hop, especially if they've got no real new signings in terms of forwards, no real powerhouse to kick them on. So I'm going to go for Forrest at Newcastle, of odds to 9-2, and that is our first real long shot hacker of the season. Let's hope that that one gets over the line, and of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's take a look at a few more Premier League fixtures now, and first up, we will go to St James's Park, as Newcastle do play host to Nottingham Forest, and James, we spoke about potential pressure on Eddie Howe last week, could he yeah. feel it as early as this weekend? What's the tale of the tape in this one?
1: Yeah, there might have been a tad more pressure on him if he if got one or two more bodies through the door at St James's Park. But, of course, there will be an expectancy now to beat a newly promoted side in the shape of Nottingham Forest. But Forest are a bit of a wild card this weekend. They're very much an unknown quantity. We don't really know exactly how they're going to line up for this one and just how well their raft of new players will adapt to Premier League football. I do just give this one to Newcastle, though, on account the of them being the more settled side. Their home form did drastically improve under Eddie Howell, though. I think it's going to be a tight one. A Newcastle win
0: by a one-goal margin is my play here at 5-2. to two, But Forest will definitely ruffle some feathers this season. Now, Jamie, I did just mention that Nottingham Forest have bought a fair few players this summer. For you, will it disjoint their team or will it enhance it? Is it good business at the City ground?
2: Yeah, look, I'm going to go in a slightly different direction to you, Dan, in terms of I think they signed obviously 13 new players through the door. I just think that's a bit crazy and I'm obviously intrigued to see actually how sustainable that's going to be. Um, also means they're going to have a very big squad next season, so it's going to be interesting to see how Steve Cooper does manage to keep everyone happy. Um, also, kind of look at some of their signings, and I struggle to really see, you know, no real Premier League proven quality. Obviously, you could argue the likes of Dean Henderson and Lingard maybe do offer that, but a lot of them are, are very much unknown entities. So um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how Nottingham Forest do get on this year. I think there will be a side who are battling near the bottom as I said, to add that many players, it never really ends particularly well, so, as I said, I do think they' are a side who are going to struggle this season um, and I really like the look of Newcastle um, I just went to them in general to be honest, I just think they are a side who really impressed last year, and I back them to continue it this year. I think they 've actually added some genuinely quality players, and that 's why they are such a good team. Bruno Goerrez is a guy who. For me, I think along with Declan Rice is probably one of the best players who isn't playing for a top six club. So they've got real quality there in Newcastle and I do back them to go and do well this season. Um, and, I, and I think they'll get off to a perfect start on the weekend. And uh, I think they'll have no problems beating Nottingham Forest um, on Saturday.
0: Now, James, you can double your money with both teams to score better at St James's Park. Does this one take your fancy at all?
1: Uh, not really. Newcastle home games don't tend to produce many goals. In fact, four of the last five at St James' has, have seen only one of the sides score. Well, Forrest have only scored once in three pre-season outings during the summer. I think there are a side Forrest who will grow as a unit during the winter months. But for the time being, they just need to work out their best
0: side in system. So I'll be giving that one a miss, I'm afraid, Dan. OK, then, Jamie, with your attention potentially being on Jesse Lingard, you could decide to back him to score at four to one any time. Could he start to justify his two hundred grand a week salary straight away?
2: yeah i think that that salary is just crazy i think to give a player of of maybe his quality um that much money i just think was a little bit silly for me personally as i think i mentioned on the last podcast you compare that to maybe some of tottenham's top owners. you know 200 grand a week is what humans and harry kanan so i think giving him that much money is, is a little bit crazy but yeah i'm not going to back him for this one i think he's a player who will be integrated into that team i think you know we saw he didn't play a lot of football last season so um, I'm not sure he's a guy who's going to come straight into the team and have a, an instant impact. Um, and as I said, I think he'll be maybe you know, brought off from the bench in this one. Um, but I think Newcastle, as I mentioned, are going to win this one fairly comfortably and even to Neil, um, which is at 13-8. to 8. So, yeah, that would probably be my pick for this game.
0: OK, let's mop up the rest of the Saturday 3pm Premier League fixtures now and Tottenham play host to Southampton. You can get 50-1 to one on the Saints recording another 3-2 win in the white half of North London. Now, James, surely Lightning does not strike twice for Ralph Hootle's men?
1: No, I certainly don't think so. I think Spurs are home bankers here. They've recruited very impressively and we'll see this game as a golden opportunity to make a real statement of intent. Southampton have brought one or two new faces in, but I don't think they have enough in the goals department to cause the big sides any major issues.
0: Well, Jamie, Tottenham lost out to Roma, And Jose Mourinho in a friendly last weekend. Will that result have too much of a bearing when it comes to their performance on Saturday?
2: Yeah, well, I certainly hope not. But I think if you know with with that Roma um, defeat, I think if the only thing it was maybe a concern that Spurs once again struggled to break down a side who kind of sat back deep. The thing with Southampton, though, is I think they're not a side who do that. They're obviously, you know, Hazen Hutu, is a good manager, who's pretty much set in his ways of continuing to play his football. They're a side who, you know, do play the pretty high line. And Spurs, they're a team who absolutely love, you know, when they're given space, they're, they're as good as anyone exploiting space. So um, I think that that's probably why Spurs will get the better of them in the end with this one. I think that Southampton, as I said, they're a side who probably will play quite expansive football. That will give Spurs a lot of space to, to kind of get in behind. And, you know, with the likes of Kane, Sung, Kulusevski, Richarlison, you know, there's a lot of goal scoring power in that team now. Um, I think as well, given the excitement of you know from the Spurs fans for the new season, you know with it being at the Spurs Stadium, I think this, that stadium will be well up for it. So uh, I do think Spurs will win this one. I don't think it'll be quite as emphatic as maybe people would expect. I, I fancy Southampton actually have a decent year this year. Actually, I think they've made some really impressive signings. I think I mentioned again on the last podcast, Joe Rebo, he got a really impressive goal. You know, if you haven't seen it in pre-season, a really really nice goal. So I think he's going to be a good player for them this year. They've recruited well, so. I think they'll have a decent year i don't think as i said i don't think spurs are going to emphatically win this one but i do think they will just about get the job done so i think a spurs win for sure is in this one
0: now james you may have swatted away the notion of a 3-2 win for the saints on saturday would a tottenham win to nil bet interest you instead
1: yeah 100 percent makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons spurs ended last season with back-to-back home clean sheets and victories and have a very strong background when you look through the squad, while Southampton's weak spot is undoubtedly in those forward areas. It's not the most valuable win to nil pick of the weekend, but it still won't be sure to take us at 13-10. to 10.
0: Now, Jamie, do you think Tottenham can get out the blocks quickly in this one? With that in mind, does odds of 21-20 to 20 for a half-time, full-time win interest you at all?
2: Yeah, well, I just mentioned as well that I don't think Spurs are going to blow Southampton away. I think this will be one where maybe Spurs are frustrated in the first half and maybe eventually on to get the win. So I do maybe like the look more of a, a draw at half-time and Spurs to win full-time um, at 10-3. to 3. I think that's maybe a better shout. I think Southampton... I think I think they will maybe surprise a few people this season. Obviously, Harznuh, who's had a difficult time at Southampton, but I think this year, I mentioned they've recruited well, so I'm going to think they're going to have a good season. I think they'll frustrate Spurs for a bit on the weekend, but I think ultimately Spurs probably will be too strong for them. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a draw, half time, Tottenham win, full time at ten to three.
0: Lovely stuff. Next up, let's go to the South Coast. As James says, it's a great time to go to Bournemouth. They play host to Aston Villa. Now, James, you can get evens on Stevie G's men picking up an away win. Does that offer the right level of risk versus reward for you?
1: Yeah, as I touched on in the long shot segment, I think Villa are good news in this one. I'm actually pretty miffed by Bournemouth's recruitment so far. It doesn't really scream ambition, especially when you look at the business conducted by fellow promotees Fulham. And Nottingham Forest, of course. Well, Villa have recruited very well, although that said, there's pressure now on Gerrard to deliver the strong side, but he'll have them fired up for this. And I think, yeah, even money is a very tempting price for punters, looking to sneak some value into those opening day accumulators.
0: Well, Jamie, on the flip side, promoted sides always love to open their account at home on the first weekend. Is this something that you see Bournemouth managing to do against Aston Villa? Mm.
2: Um, I think I'm going to go for an emphatic no for this one. I just think that Bournemouth, they're going to be a side that really struggled this year. I think everyone will kind of um, obviously maybe have different bottom threes this year. But I think consistently everyone's going to be back in Bournemouth to go down. I just think if you look at the business they've done, no real Premier League quality brought into that team. I think last year they were just about lucky to keep that second place um, and obviously get promotion um, but I, I just don't see the Premier League quality in that team. I think as well for Scott Parker, I think he's a manager who has a lot to prove in the Premier League. Of course, he is looking to avoid a third consecutive relegation from the top flight. So, yeah, I think it's, it's obviously a very nice start for Aston Villa. Um, I mean, last year they were very strange under stephen Gerrard. As, as James mentioned, the pressure's really going to be on him. He's got a really nice team there. They showed some interesting signs um, under Gerrard last year, but... I think they were ultimately pretty underwhelming. So, he's got to, got to produce a big year, Stephen Steven Gerrard does this year. Um, I think, given their team, as I mentioned, they've got to have a big season. So, pressure will certainly be on him, but they've certainly got an easy start here um, against Bournemouth. And I think it will be an emphatic win. I think James mentioned his long shot. I think, I think it was Villa to win to nil. I think that that's a, a very comfortable shout.
0: Okay, there seems to be a consensus that Yes, they're agreeing already. So, it's good. There's harmony. I like that. But let's go to Ellen Road next, because James... Leeds were the kings of the over 2.5 under Marcelo Bielsa in the first half of last season. They meet Wolves, who are the kings of the under 2.5. So what do you think happens when Jesse Marsh welcomes Bruno Large's men to Yorkshire this weekend?
1: Yeah, I think we'll get a tight game here, actually. Leeds, of course, will be without the talismanic Rafinha, who's moved on to Barcelona, of course. So they'll undoubtedly lack a little bit of creative spark against the wall side, who are notoriously strong at the back. But the visitors have their problems up front, too. They don't score many at the best of the times. And Raul Jimenez will sit this one out through injury. So I can't see this one being a classic under 2.5 goals. is available at 4-5. to But if you want to push the boat out that little bit further, you can get under 1.5 at 12-5. to
0: Now, Jamie, the bookmakers here are plumped for a lead-home win. Personally, I'd say that's a bit of a surprise. Odds are five to four at the moment for this to happen. Is this something that you would consider or would you be approaching with caution?
2: Yeah, I I think this is one that's going to be very difficult to call. I'm I'm very mixed on this one. I think that that, those odds are probably based on the contrast in the, the window that both clubs have had. I think with Wolves, they've obviously made just one addition. Um, Leeds have, of course, made some very interesting signings. I'm, I'm interested to see how they do get on. Of course, Sinisterra coming in, Tyler Adams, another interesting addition. Um, and I think they've brought in seven new players' leads, so interesting to see kind of how they do gel. I think none of them are as good as Calvin Phillips and, and Rafinha, so I certainly think they'll be a weaker side uh, this season. Um, but yeah, it'll be in, I, for me, I, I do like the look of a draw here. I just think that Wolves, James mentioned again, a side that do struggle for goals. Leeds, I think they're going to be very unknown how they're going to get on this year. So, um, yeah, I think, I think a draw is probably the way to go here. Wolves, of course, they are missing. Raul Jimenez as well, which I think is going to be a massive blow for them. So I think a draw, a draw is going to probably be the way to go for this one at, at 12 to 5.
0: Okay, that's eight Premier League matches previewed. There's two to go. But before we move on, I'd like a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. And Jamie, I'll start with you this week. What have you got for me?
2: Yeah, I said Liverpool were going to go big this week and uh, I've gone very big as well. I'm going to go for a 4-0 win against Fulham um, and that's pretty big odds at 14-1. So, if that one does come off, that would be pretty nice. But uh, I'd say I just think that Liverpool, perfect, perfect start for them against the Fulham side who I do think probably will struggle this year. Um, Liverpool, they're coming off a fantastic win in the Community Shield, full of confidence, full of goals. So I'm going to go for a 4-0 win for them against Fulham.
0: I like the way that Jamie has alienated the whole Fulham fan base in our first show of the Premier League season. But never mind, we move on. James, what have you got for me?
1: Yeah, we touched on it there, but I can't see there being many goals at all at Ellerton Road this weekend. In fact, I don't think there'll be any at all. So I'm going to go 0-0 between Leeds and Wolves at
0: 10-1. to that's got last on match of the day written all over it. Right, don't forget though, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. And now let's mop up the rest of the Premier League because next up we go to the King Power as Leicester play host to Brentford. It's Leicester with no new faces. It's Brentford with no Christian Eriksen. James, what bets take your fancy in this one?
1: Yeah, even despite Eriksen's omission, this still just has the smell of a decent game. It's just one of those that jumps out at you when you look through the fixtures and over 2.5 goals being a winner in four of the last five meetings adds further fuel to that particular fire. But Leicester have a great record against the Bees; they haven't lost to them in nearly 70 years and have won nine of the last 10 meetings and all of the last five. So the home win is my pick here. You can get that at 21 to 20.
0: And Jamie, with Kasper Michael set to join Nice, does that actually help the Foxes in terms of goalkeeper personnel? Because he was responsible for a few blunders last season. Will Danny Ward be a safer pair of hands?
2: Mm. I, I just think on this fixture, just first of all, I think with Leicester and, and Brentford, it's going to be really interesting to see how they do get on this year. I think for Brentford, we saw how important Eriksson was to that team. Of course, the way he came in, they were in a really difficult run before he came in, and of course, you know, were fantastic when he was there in that team, and you know, pretty much the sole reason they stayed up. For Leicester, they've of course a side who have not have failed to make a single sign in this year. They're obviously in this, the state of the club is obviously pretty worrying at the moment in terms of their finances. So. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how both clubs get on and, and makes for a, a game as, as James mentioned is going to be a very exciting one so interested to see how this gets on this one um, very difficult to call as well but yeah on, on the goalkeeper situation I think for a club like Leicester I think Danny Ward he's probably not the ideal number one I think he's a guy who kind of is not even Wales' number one choice of course does in and out with, with Wayne Hennessy so an interesting one but I think with Michael I think you're right I think probably his best years are behind him but uh, I'd certainly think Leicester, I think a club like them, should be looking for a better option um, than Danny Ward. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see how he gets on. But I, I certainly think they've got to be looking for a new keeper in the chancel window.
0: Well, there's not much time left. What, three, four weeks or so? And you kind of worry if you're a Leicester fan because there's been no business at the moment. They have sold Cassius, Michael. You're right. His best years have been and gone, shall we say. But it doesn't really fill your confidence that they're not eyeing up a new goalkeeper. They've been on record and said that we need to balance the books this season, whether missing out on Europe has really sort of hampered them in terms of financial restraints, I don't know. But when you couple that with Brendan Rodgers, um, I know we've said across the show, the three of us, that he's had credit in the bank. I feel personally that now that credit has been kind of wiped out, really, and now he can only be judged on what he does. And if Leicester don't get off to a good start... He might be the man to win, or shall we say lose, the sack race this season. But next up, let's go to Old Trafford, as Eric ten Hag takes the official reins as Manchester United boss. James, the defence was their main issue last season. Will they be able to keep Brighton at bay? Is a win and a clean sheet too bold for the opening weekend?
1: I think potentially so, yeah. I'm not sure at all what we're going to get from this United side this season, but... By the same token, I just can't see Brighton matching last season's ninth place finish and with all the uncertainty swirling around over Mark Kukarea's future, I think that could affect them here. I don't think it will be pretty, but I do think Man United will just squeeze past them here, although odds of eight to thirteen for the home win do little to tempt me into backing them.
0: Well, Jamie, in terms of Brighton, they lost to Old Trafford by two goals to nil last season. Odds of thirteen to two for that to happen again on Sunday. Is this something of interest to you before we get going this weekend?
2: Yeah, I've actually been quite impressed by Manchester United during pre-season. Again, I know it's only pre-season, but I think the way that they have set up under Eric Ten Hag, you know, there does kind of seem to be a real definitive start of the player. And I think that that's a really important sign for a team that is rebuilding. Um, obviously, a good start. Obviously, the Cristiano Ronaldo situation is going to throw a real spanner in the works. I think he's a guy who they probably do need to part ways with. Obviously, looking like they do want to keep hold of him. And, um, you know, we've just seen Ten Hag's comments coming out how you know, he, didn't, he didn't allow Cristiano Ronaldo to leave that friendly on the weekend early. So that's obviously an interesting factor in this one. But yeah, I think with Brighton, they're a side who probably are going to struggle this year. I think the uncertainty around Mark Kukurea is going to be a big distraction for them and obviously a huge loss for them, a great, really, really good player. So um, yeah, I think for United, they should get off to a pretty comfortable start on the weekend. I think you know at those odds, um, I think another 2-0 win is, is a pretty good shout, to be honest.
0: OK, that's the Premier League mocked up for this weekend. Let's see what else we can dissect before the end of the show. And next up, we go to the EFL Championship. Huddersfield are saddled with another round of Friday Night Football. James, no shot on goal at home to Burnley last week. Can the Terriers fare any better away at Birmingham?
1: Um, difficult to say, really. They were nowhere near Burnley at home last Friday. In, in Birmingham, they come up against a side who dug in well and got an excellent point away at Luton on the opening day. I have my reservations about both sides this year for what it's worth. I can't see Huddersfield doing anything better than languishing in the bottom half, while Birmingham need bodies if they're going to compete over 46 games. However, that said, I think they have the edge against a Huddersfield side that just lack a bit of bias, so I'll be going for the Blues win here at 6-4. to four.
0: Yes, I did rue that Birmingham goal straw at Kenilworth Road last week because it scuppered our odds on treble. But I digress because, Jamie, Burnley themselves are at home to Luton on Saturday. As mentioned, the Hatters had a stalemate at home to Birmingham. Are they going to be in for another tough time when they travel to Turf Moor?
2: Yeah, well, I think they certainly, you know, Burnley was certainly really impressive in that first match in a game that probably could have been quite a tough match for them. So, you know, Vincent Companies seems to have got his message across pretty quickly. You know, obviously added some really nice players as well. So I think they're going to be a really strong side this year if he's managed to, you know, come in and implement his ideas as quickly as he looks to have done. Um, So I I think a 2-0 win here for Burnley at 7-1 is something I hurt the look of quite a lot.
0: Now, James, a few coupons would have been busted last weekend when Norwich lost to Cardiff. This Saturday, they're at home to a Wigan side who drew it home to Preston. Is 13-20 to 20 a good price for the Canaries to get their season underway? I don't think so, personally.
1: Anything in the 1-2 to two range is usually a poor price as far as the Championship goes. We all know how unpredictable a league it can be at times, and even more so at the start of the season when teams are still finding their feet. Wigan, in the end, will have been disappointed. They didn't beat 10-man Preston on the opening day, but they'd snap your hand off for a point here. Will they get one? I can't see it. But all that said, Norwich aren't one of the value picks this weekend in the second tier.
0: Well, if we go to the end of this long Championship weekend, it's once again Watford who are on Monday night duty. They beat Sheffield United at the start of this week. They're 11-5 to to do the same against West Brom at the start of next. Jamie, is this bet at the Hawthorns of interest to you?
2: Yeah, obviously well, a really great start for Rob Edwards coming in and, you know, obviously brought a new set up and it seemed to work really well. And, of course, you've got to say in Venice to Watford, they've managed to keep some of their impressive players from last season. Of course, Saar in the team, you know, you've got Dennis, uh, Joel Pedro, Kamara and Cabace all staying. So I think there's certainly going to be a side who will be pushing for promotion this year. And, um, yeah, I think this will be another one where they they should be looking to get three points. I can definitely see it here. I, I like the look of Watford winning this one.
0: Not to forget that a new Bundesliga season gets underway this weekend as Europa League winners Eintracht Frankfurt play host to Bayern Munich this Friday. Now James, Bayern won 5-3 against RB Leipzig in the Super Cup last week. Will there be another abundance of total goals in this one?
1: Yeah, potentially. Bayern look strong once again despite the exit of Robert Lewandowski. They've strengthened in defensive areas too so they look a strong proposition all rounds. They also have an excellent record on the opening day of the season, averaging more than two points per game. And they gave Schalke an 8-0 hammering on the opening day a couple of years ago. So I think they'll be firing on all cylinders and get the better of an Iron-track side that flattered to deceive in the Bundesliga last season. The away win here does look skinny, though, as far as value goes, at worse than 1-2. to two.
0: Yeah, you probably want to avoid an outcome in terms of outright. But I like the look of goals. And, Jamie, if there are to be goals, Sadio O'Mane, our good friend, will be tasked with filling those huge shoes that Robin Lewandowski mm. has left behind. Now he can get five to six on the former Liverpool man scoring any time. Surely this must take your
2: fancy. Yeah, I mean, look, he got off to the perfect start to his Bayern Munich career with a goal against Leipzig in that, you know, that German Super Cup. So great start for him. Of course, they do have a nice start to the season against the Frankfurt side who did struggle last season. Of course, they might have one eye on their Super Cup game against Real Madrid um, this Wednesday. So... I think, as I said, they might have one eye, maybe not on this fixture and, and on their game on in, in Wednesday. So a nice start for Bayern Munich. Obviously, Sadio Mane should be pretty confident with that, that goal in his debut. So, uh, yeah, I do like the look of Mane getting on the score sheet here. I think it's a pretty safe shout
0: Right, let's finish up now by going north of the border because Rangers edged past Livingston last weekend and this time they're at home to promoted Kilmarnock. Is over 3.5 total goals at odds of 2-1 to one too big a leap for you, James?
1: Potentially. Um, Rangers' home record is littered with 1-0 and 2-0 victories, so you can see why over 3.5 is priced the way it is. But Killy don't have a great away record domestically, just two league wins on the road this calendar year, so I don't give them too much of a chance at Ibrox. Rangers also have a Champions League qualifying second leg to think about next week, so they may arrest one or two here, so I'm probably going to swerve a Glasgow goal glut here.
0: And Jamie, Celtic made light work of Aberdeen last weekend and they will look to do the same against Ross County in Dingwall. You can get an away win and both teams not scoring at evens. Would you be tempted to take a deeper look at this one?
2: Yeah, well, I I think it's certainly a strong shout. I mean, Ross County, they weren't too convincing in their defeat against Hearts. They only managed three shots on target. Meanwhile, you look at Celtic, you know, obviously kept a clean sheet in their opener and obviously limited the visitors to just uh, five shots. So I think it's very possible that they are able to have no issues in terms of picking up the three points here and, of course, keep Ross County at bay. So I certainly think this is another strong shout here and I do like the look of that one for sure.
0: Well, the Scottish Premiership is certainly going to be an arms race this season between the two Glasgow Giants. I mean, it always is, but you get the feeling that this season could be one of the, the toughest Titanic title battles in years. So even at this early stage, you cannot drop points. You look at Celtic last season. Yes, they had an indifferent first six games under Big Ange, but then they went, what, 32 games unbeaten? So, you know, there's not much margin for error. And I think Celtic will be primed and ready to go again at Ross County at the weekend. OK, the final bit of business is the odds on threefold, where we all pick a leg each and combine it into an acker. Let's try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens, and let's see if we can get another winner over the line. I'll go first this week. I'm going to take Chelsea to win against Everton, sort of going against what is the, the general feeling on the show. The obvious subplot here is Frank Lampard going up against his former employers but I see the Toffees being in a sticky situation in this one. I know Chelsea have lost key personnel in defence, but I think Everton will be too blunt to take advantage, and therefore I'm backing an away win at 13-20. to James, what have you got for me?
1: Yep, I'm going to be dropping down into League 2 for my leg here, Dan, and both Mansfield and Tranmere lost on the opening day last weekend, but Mansfield were very strong at home last season and have beaten Tranmere in four of the last five meetings in Nottinghamshire, so the home win here is my pick at 5-6. to six. Lovely
0: stuff. And Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve?
2: Yeah, I think um, Newcastle, they should be expecting an exciting year this year. And of course, we saw the way they ended last season with a, a big win, um, of course, against Arsenal at St James's Park. And of course, they're back there this weekend. And so I, I think they'll be well up for this one. And I think they are face a Nottingham Forest side, who we mentioned are a bit of an unknown entity at the moment. I think they're going to be in for a difficult season. So uh, I think Newcastle should have no problems in getting off to a winning start. And I've got them to win at 8-13. to 13.
0: I would say a good shout, but it goes against my long shot acker. But Jamie is a good shout all the same. So who's going to be right on that one? We'll have to wait and see. Who knows? It could even be a draw. But that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin now before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the Free Bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. James, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Did indeed, indeed. Cheers, Dan. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me.
2: Yep, yeah, thanks Dan, all good.
0: Cheers guys, and also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy, this is the Odds On Podcast, and until next time, Goodbye. <music>